Hello, and welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. Nick Flanagan, comma, W-E-A-K-L-Y. That was a pretty happy, snazzy intro because it's the middle of the day, and I refuse to bow down to fatigue quite yet. It's just not my style. Royalty-free music all day, every day, from your friend Nick. How was your weekend? How was your time out in the world? Did you work? Do you have an alternate schedule where you work on the weekends, but you don't do anything during the week? Did you not do anything on the weekend? Did you go to the beach? Did you go to the forest? Did you go to the moon and back? Did you watch Moonstruck? I watched Moonstruck recently. Quite a good film. Cher is arresting in that movie. Every moment she's on screen, you just stare at her. You say, wow, Cher really is a force. I have to say I'm not a gay man, A-F-A-I-K. However, I have the tastes of a stereotypical gay man circa 1991. Will I watch Stella with Bette Midler any day of the week? Monday, Tuesday, Friday other days so today what do I want to talk about I guess I could tell you about my weekend I could uh, tell you about my visit on Saturday to a city called Hamilton Ontario great place just outside of Toronto Ontario Hamilton is a small city <laughs> is it I don't know it's growing and it's a city it's pretty big it's one of the biggest cities in Ontario I think um, it's always had factories, it's always had a bit of a hard scrabble reputation. I remember my band used to play with a band called Panty Christ a couple of times, uh, whose singer wound up being implicated in a murder. So, uh, there's, uh, some murders sometimes there. I hear it's a city that has a lot of, uh, connectedness in the Tony Soprano vein. And now, because Toronto has become so unaffordable to raise a family in or buy a house in, a lot of transplanted Torontonians, as they're called, now live in Hamilton, changing the vibe up. And anarchists recently destroyed a window in Hamilton. I was talking about this on Saturday at my show. What's up with anarchists and windows? Why they hate windows so much? I guess they're Mac people. <laughs> to Hamilton, Ontario, driven kindly by my friend Mike with a wonderful comedian named Sam Burns, 25 years of age, young as a skunk, <laughs> young as a baby skunk, Sam Burns, hilarious guy, and uh, we went there, and my, the show was great, I always have a nice time in Hamilton, they always treat me so good, I can't explain it, in Toronto, everybody has talked about this. The darn people at, like, a lot of shows, especially local shows, the attitude that we bring, the baggage that we bring to every social event. Maybe it's a large city thing. Impossible to get over ourselves. Impossible to be enthusiastic in a way that isn't threatening. 
somehow, even if it's passive-aggressively threatening. Yet I go to Hamilton and all I get is love from bearded, strong people. <laughs> they tell me they like me. I recorded my album there, so there's a sentimental attachment, maybe. Someone bought my album on tape, no less, um, because they thought their laugh would be on it, and we quickly worked out after he'd purchased it that it was a different show. But he didn't ask for his money back, which is great, because I'd already spent it in my mind. Yeah, that show was so fun, and I putzed around on stage for like 33, 35 minutes. Felt really good. Thank you to Kev Sheeler for putting it on. Really appreciate it. I uh, have been doing comedy for such a long time. It's so insane. I think we, uh, I'm, I'm at that point where like I've been doing comedy for so long that uh, given where I'm at with it, I, I really should have quit. And yet, my stick to has kicked in and I'm sticking around. And plus, I'm in a phase where I really need to heal, like Wolverine. And comedy is accomplishing that. I don't know if it's accomplishing that for the audience when I perform. <laughs> but that's not my problem. To anyone I've ever hurt before, I'm sorry. It's just a general <laughs> announcement <laughs> out of nowhere. Look, if you have... <laughs> Does it count as making amends if you just make a very general, unspecific apology on a podcast with six listeners? Soon to be seven. I have faith in this podcast. New Flaming Weekly. If you have any questions or comments and you want me to uh, answer them on the podcast, write w-e-a-k-l-y podcast at gmail.com weekly podcast at gmail.com Yeah, so, if I've ever hurt you, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't, shouldn't laugh. Don't do the Louis C.K. thing where you say the word dick in an apology involving your dick. Copyright Andy Kindler on that, although I think we all, we all know that. Uh, Andy Kindler said that recently, but everybody knows that. Um, and uh, don't laugh mid-apology. People don't take you seriously. But that's probably because I'm that's probably because I'm dual natured. And that's what's so hard to, to feel with me is um, seriousness or sincerity. Because it's not my core, but there is an armor surrounding the little boy inside, and that is just the thinnest veneer of sarcasm and rebelliousness. If anyone knows about Jewish lore, I am the re the rebel the sassy child, the 1991 gay stereotype child. Hey, I don't know about that. Is this problematic? What I'm saying? Write the email address I mentioned to earlier. Let me know if it's problematic. I'll uh, try to fix it, but I probably won't be able to because of conditioning being that deep. Um. Yeah. So. I, uh, I have this armor of negativity, and I like it, but I also know it's bad. And that's so many things in my life go down that road. Like, anyway, 
I can't even get into it too much. It's not a very well thought out thing. But, you know, um, I just, what do you think of what I just said? Do you have an armor that you sort of regret wearing? You don't realize that it doesn't fit right, that it's too tight, that it has a silly, that it has a racist insignia that you didn't realize was a racist because you just thought it was a cool symbol, but it turns out it's racist. What armor do you wear? I'm just gonna tell you a story. I'm in Canada, place of my birth, where I hold a healthcare card, free healthcare. And when I came back to Toronto, my doctor said, I told her I wasn't feeling so good mentally. And she said, okay, well, the quickest way to solve this is to go to urgent care at the mental hospital. That's pretty intense, isn't it? But I said, okay, if that's what you suggest, I'll do it. And I did it. I have, I have a very nice friend, and he brought me over to this place. I told them how I felt, they listened to me, and they helped me. And it was not a traumatic experience. The trauma was uh, the anticipation. I mean, it wasn't, that wasn't trauma, but I was very worried about what it might be like. And there were elements of that. But overall, it was very helpful, and I urge you to not be afraid to use emergency services, at least in Canada, where they don't cost money. As much as you may need. Oh. Damn. Okay, I'm back. I'm in the waiting room with my friend, and I see that there is a uh, young man in there and he says and I'm talking with my friend and we're shit talking uh, Ben Shapiro comes up and we I say he's not good and this young man who's with his parents who are just the most stereotypical nice maybe a little rural Ontarian parents Ontarian being from the province of Ontario just mushy white smiley people and their son is clearly agitated waiting at this urgent care probably about 21 years old he goes Ben Shapiro well I don't know uh, what do you think we guys think of Ben Shapiro I say well he's an opportunist like so many of us this guy is an opportunist but I think Ben Shapiro is a high level opportunist and uh, anyway not a good thing a liar type of guy and um, and also dumber than everyone makes him out to be read his fiction listen to the Chapo Trap House where they read Ben Shapiro's book then think how smart he is anyway 
This guy goes, I don't know about Ben Shapiro's jama because I'm a little tight. And I'm like, okay, well, that's the one thing that isn't really my problem with Ben Shapiro is the fact that he's Jewish. I mean, it is my problem with the fact that he presents himself as a purveyor of truth and information that is all logic-based when he's an Orthodox Jew, so he's actually coming from a doctrine, and that's what is defining most of his arguments and beliefs. But I don't have a problem with the fact he's Jewish. I think that's cool, if anything. Um, but I wish he uh, weren't the way he is. So he says this, and I'm like, I don't know. And then he says, but... And then I start talking about Stephen Crowder, and he goes, Oh, Crowder's cool. Yeah, he, like, makes libs mad. And Gavin McInnes is great. He starts triggering feminists. And I realize... These histrionic man-children and Barbie wannabe loser white nationalists on the female side of things have so much to answer for. Because I don't know if they're mentally have, have issues. I don't. But I know that the veracity of what they're saying and the belief that they have in what they're saying and the fact that it annoys people takes people whose brains are at risk, takes advantage of them and I'm sure these people are willfully ignorant of that but for people who are so intelligent allegedly with the exception of Steven Crowder what you know they they have something to answer for you know they they are they have a large subsection of of the people who follow them are people who have a really hard time communicating with the rest of the world and and they feel like they annoy people so when they see someone else annoying other people they identify with that so don't be annoying i feel like i lost the crux of my argument in the middle of it but that's what happens when you freestyle, and that's what this is right now, a freestyle for several minutes, and I'm proud of it. Alrighty. NickFlanagan.Bandcamp.com, at TheFlans on Twitter. Check out Scott Thompson's new comedy album. Check out the Utopia to Me podcast by Chris Locke, hilarious podcast. And look into everything Tim Gilbert does. Tim Gilbert, Tim Gilbert is amazing. Okay. Another day, another dollar, y'all. Thanks for listening. <laughs>